Phoenix Overlook Pop Culture. And welcome to episode 70. We've kind of hit a milestone, 30 more. It's going to be our next major milestone, but uh, we'll see how far we go uh, this year. Um, I'm Thomas, and Shaggy is joining me for this episode. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Um, just some quick announcements. We, we are looking for at least a couple of more co-hosts so that we can kind of rotate in and out different people so we can increase the variety of what we're talking about. And if there's kind of a delay in the video portion of this, um, um, obviously if you just listen to audio only through the podcast feed, this will not be an issue to you. Um, I have a new monitor with a built-in HD webcam, <laughs> and there's a wireless adapter hooked up to this desktop with USB, and it's now running four gigabytes of RAM, so um, not as likely to slow down. So that's a that's fantastic news. At at some point, I'll be able to uh, get something even better, but for now, this will actually hold up very very well. So, um, so, um, and I, oh, I also got a, um, a wireless, um, PCI Express adapter, but, um, uh, suffice it to say, I won't be able to use it for a while because, um, I only have PCI slots and I know you can technically put these in a PCI slot, but I'm not sure that it, the performance would be very optimal, so I'll wait until I acquire something with the appropriate slots in them. So, um, take it—you had a good holiday season. You you have a new console. Yeah, I uh, got my console just to, uh, just before uh, the Christmas break started for uh, uh, campus classes, and I uh, picked up my PS4. Uh, I had GT. I bought. Okay, I was originally going to buy just a, the standard console and buy a couple extra games with it later. But I, an offer where I work at Walmart, they offered to waive the layaway fee and everything else, so I could just cancel the one I had, get the money back from that, and then pay for the the same amount of money for the GTA Five bundle, which comes with Grand Theft Auto and The Last of Us Remastered, which I have not played yet. Uh, but I have played, I've put in probably 40, 50 hours into uh, Grand Theft Auto and beaten the game. And it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's really, really good. And if you remember from the previous podcast, we talked about it. So, Oh, absolutely. And, and vi- video games have, uh, Video games kind of been a, a dominant theme last year, though not for um, not for reasons that one may expect. Um, this episode is going to kind of reflect, look back on 2014, some of the things that popped out in our minds. Most of it's going to be, you know, certified clusterfucks. Just uh, <laughs> no matter which side of the fence you sit on a particular argument, it was just a big mess, and it was it was not pretty, and it was not fun for a lot of people. Um, video games, um, Polygon has an editorial saying 2014 was the year that sucked. And well, 
honestly, they're they, they're they're right because what they what they go in to talk about is that okay, and I'll, I'm just going to read off the uh, headings for each section of this is uh, games were broken, too many delays, too many remasters, uh, a banner year for hatred, which that one you may obviously know what they're talking about, and then other things suck too, which that's just kind of a miscellaneous. Uh, post there, but uh, but yeah, there were so many games that come out last year that were just absolutely horrid when they when they launched. And normally, when uh, when you have a console release for a video game like previously on the PS3 and Xbox 360, when that was the dominant console and nothing nothing new was out. Or even on the PS2 and the, the GameCube and the original Xbox, all you ha- you never heard of a game that had problems right out of the gate. Something with major problems that would make players walk away from the game. Now, this last year, that's not the case because uh, the first game that this article mentions is Battlefield 4, which had uh, pro- uh, players suffered from connectivity issues trying to log in on servers to play on, on, online. Uh, the, I think the biggest one, biggest uh, problem for last year was Assassin's Creed Unity. Because when that game came out, it was just like you had floating heads and heads missing textures, oh. missing the cheeks and all kinds of stuff. So you had just had eyeballs and hair. and It was just it was utterly horrid. And afterwards... The patch that was supposed to release for that—it's it, supposed to be a patch, so you would assume it's just a quick download, no problem, right? No, not in this case. In this case, it was literally the same size as the game. I think it might have been like two or three gigs less, but it was utterly horrid. And there was—we did talk in a previous episode about. Um, Review embargoes where you had to wait so long if you're a major publisher to publish or even publish a review on it. And now some of these companies are coming out and saying, uh, we're no longer going to put up with uh, review embargoes because of all these buggy games. Um, If you are going to put an embargo on reviews, we're not going to bother reviewing your game, period. And and um, I'm sorry, a video game for a console should not be treated the same as one on a um, desktop computer or a, another general-use computer, period, because those things aren't supposed to be as written with bugs. On a computer, there's other variables like the operating system and everything else, but it... it these these glitches weren't very well hidden even. It was just it it was, you know, error prone coding and that wasn't fixed before launch. So um some goods coming out of it, people are pushing back going, uh, we're, we want better quality out of this and that's that's a good thing. Another thing was that uh the second uh headline that I listed was that there were too many delays and then too many remasters. And once again, they really hit it on the head because uh, a lot of big-name games that were supposed to come out in 2014, close to the end of 2014, 
which would have been about a year after the new consoles came out, was uh, games such as Batman Arkham Knight, The Witcher 3, The Order 1886, and then a Mad Max game. Uh, Two of those I was actually looking forward to, but they're not going to be coming out until this coming year. The Witcher 3 has been supposedly able for pre-order for the last, I think, six months. And it's been pretty ridiculous. And then on top of that, there are too many remasters. And most of you probably know what we're talking about. One of which I did buy was Grand Theft Auto V. It is an excellent game. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that a lot of these companies want to do remasters, and the reason is is because they weren't released on that console, on the new-gen consoles originally. They were released for previous-gen consoles. So GTA V got a re-release with better graphics and so on and so forth. And then The Last of Us has a remastered edition, which I also own, came with my console, Um Metro 2033 and Last Light were also released as a bundle, which was called Metro Redo, Redux. And then the Master Chief games, the Master Chief Halo collection, was also released for the uh, the Xbox. So it's just a giant clusterfuck of some good and some bad. <laughs> um, uh, Philip Wesley... Uh a friend of mine, he runs dngis.com. Um, uh, we kind of we kind of talked about some some related stuff to 2014 um, in 2014 regarding the whole uh, Gamergate thing. And his, his, of course, his main issue was was there was too much ambiguity regarding the hashtag in question, and that though he did agree with some of the reasons behind people being concerned he he just basically had a, like one of his collected thoughts on on Facebook and one of the things he compared 2014 to like the late 1980s when you know when you know people and, and instead of instead of people claiming their that uh, video games were you know Evil, bad, etc., and it's against women and and diversity and all that. It was he. The contrast was in the 80s with people saying it's it's unchristian and all that good stuff, and how how the person in question claimed he was being threatened and everything else. Similarity right there. Um, but it was also the year that you know the games market got flooded way way too much and it kind of it kind of crashed because the market was flooded you you saw a lot of porting of just blind porting of games from one console to another uh, and everything else and I was like well that's a very interesting observation so uh, do you think the video games market is kind of flooded right now to a point? Personally, I do. Um, and normally I would not say this for a, uh, a PC gamer such as myself, but if you go on Steam right now, I, I don't know if they actually have a number, but if you go on Steam, if you're wanting to find a new game to play or something like that, you there are so many games out there and 
And that's also because of the boom of indie games in the last five years. There are so many games out there that it's just some of them seem so similar to others. There's there's tons and tons of Minecraft clones. There's billions and billions of first-person shooter games without a story, which I, I, I'm not a fan of FPS games anyway, unless unless there's some kind of uh, story or something attached to it, okay. some kind of different gameplay, which a lot of big major uh, AAA companies have been putting out games with uh, different mechanics and stuff like that in uh, a game to mention that came, just came out recently, which was also for previous-gen consoles and next-gen consoles, was Destiny. It's it's kind of sort of an MMO, but at the same time, it's not. So, And that's why I was thought I was going to be disappointed with the game, but it turns out it's, it's really good. It's got really good uh, game mechanics. you got different classes, different ways that you can play each class, uh, dif- uh, different types of weapons. You can upgrade your weapons, all kinds of other stuff. So it's... it's uh, Kind of got an MMORPG, uh, FPS kind of thing going on. It's it's weird how it works, but it's it's they did a good job with it. So it's distinguished itself from the group, and of course you can attribute that to the ones who made the game, Bungie, which who did a very very good job with the Halo series originally before Microsoft and uh, Bungie and 343 Industries became the conglomeration they are. Because it was originally three, four industries was part of uh, Bungie. They split when they left Microsoft. So, so like I haven't, I haven't been a dedicated console gamer in years. Like the most dedication I had was with uh, really the NES and SNES, and it's it's been years. It's I, I I guess I was one of those ones that moved on to a computer based PC based stuff. So, but I but I do notice that a lot of games are available available for a lot of platforms, and and it's remixes of remixes of remixes that have the same common themes, I guess, over and over again. Like. But I I notice there's still some innovation going on. It's just kind of few and far between at the moment. But um, what do you think it's going to take for to things to get better? Uh, I don't know. That 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 just I I, I guess what I would say is just to wait and see how 2015 is supposed to play out because earlier in the podcast I mentioned that there was a lot of games that are going to be releasing coming out soon I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of them as well too uh, there's um, the new installation of the Batman Arkham series which if you've followed them Arkham Asylum which was the first one was made by Rocksteady just as well as Arkham City and then they went to Arkham Origins, which takes place before Arkham Asylum, made by a different developer. I can't remember off the top of my head. But then that that one was... I've played it. It's, it's good. It still has the same feel as the rest of the games, but the story's just kind of broken and not really there. And there's not much to bring you into it. it, it there is, but there isn't. It's complicated. But... Uh, 
the next game in the series is Batman Arkham Knight, which is also developed by Rocksteady once again. So they've come back, and the trailer just makes it look so epic. And so it looks like they're going to make a com- good comeback with it, with the series, and kind of rebound from the the disaster that was uh, Arkham Origins. But there's also um, Bethesda's coming out with a couple of new games. There's uh, They're making, what is it, Battlecry. Uh, there's also, let me see here, I forgot the rest of them. Uh, the Witcher 3 will be coming out, The Order 1886, which is a PS4 exclusive, Mad Max, and then The Division, which all of those games do look interesting. So, And also Battlefield Hardline is going to mm-hmm. be released soon. So, so hopefully it's, it's a year of good quality stuff as opposed to last year where it's just too much blah mixed in. Um, Maybe I'll have learned from this year, this last year. Um, there, there, were, there was the claim that it was a banner year of hatred. I also agree with it, but for different reasons than a lot of other people. It's, it's happened on numerous sides and everything else, and it, it's got to the point where it's irritating. It's all, all let out. It's, it's, it's one segment of the population trying to invade invade a another demographic basically and it not ending well and people wondering why um, a lot of people like things became hyper political and and from what I've observed people too many people were just like leave me alone I just want to enjoy my favorite pastime I could care less and and that's what it what it amounted to. Um, um, case to keep an eye on is Iragonji, um, I believe is his name, and um, Zoe Quinn, otherwise known as, well, I'm trying to remember the name. i got to look that up real quick. Alkenberg is her uh, biological last name. Yeah. Which I'm like, um, let's see. Except, oh, well, of course I can't type anything. Joni, court case. Well. Look that up real fast. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Chelsea Van Valkenburg. And I'm like, uh, Von Valkenburg, however you want to pronounce it. And I'm like, I ask myself, why would somebody want to change their name from that, which is actually a cool name in my opinion. Is <laughs> German. That's gr- yeah, it, it, it's a kick ass. Yeah, it's a kick-ass name. Um, This blog called Crime and Federalism is where I kind of noticed, first noticed um, this one towards the end of last year, and it's very, very interesting. Of course, this was posted back in October of 2014, but 
Um, of course, I disagree with the authors going through physical characteristics because that doesn't tell the full story. But beyond that, um, the guy is an attorney, so he's familiar with, with certain legal tactics, one of them being called um, a slap. And, and it's known as the acronym stands for Strategic Lawsuits Against Public Participation. Um, and basically, they tie you up in the whole court system to kind of um, divert your time and resources to taking care of that court case. And what happened, um, I prefer not to rehash the whole Zoe Quinn saga because people can go to the Zoe Post, Google that, or search that, and pull up tons and tons of screenshots and everything else. Um, if you do pull up the screenshots, uh, look at the metadata inside those screenshots as well. Um, just bear in mind that anybody can say I have a screenshot, but image editing exists as well. And this guy, this guy said that his sole interest is in the free speech issue. Um, and the bottom line is... Um, Aaron, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, Joni could very well go to prison just for speaking his mind. So uh, this is a First Amendment issue. Um, and the term lawfare comes up. Think warfare, but with uh, long legal papers and everything else. So... Um, So, um, his uh, uh, this attorney's issue is um, this guy's First Amendment rights are being violated. Um, and that he is, it's a 2098 order. Uh, so, basically... Um, th this this is a case to keep your eye on because uh, regardless of how you feel about about that whole affair, um, this could very well and he does mention a court case, so there is precedent against doing something like this to anybody, but um, this. This is a First Amendment case, so um, people are getting so – and what it's consisting of is people getting so upset that uh, they're trying to um, constrict um, speech of others who are critical of them and things like that. Um, there are other court cases outside of, outside of the topic of video games uh, and blogging. Um, you go back to the Supreme Court regarding uh, criticism of um, political figures, and you'll find that they they ruled in favor of your first your right to freely criticize 
somebody in public office. So, um, the whole uh, the whole thing has turned into a giant giant mess, and I think the lesson learned from that is um, even if personal relationships with people doesn't uh, affect your coverage of what they do you still need to disclose that, hey, um, heads up, I'm dating this person. So that people will know, because even if you, even if, even if somebody, even if somebody's uh, coverage of anybody or anything is not skewed, even though they may have personal involvement with that person involved, it doesn't look good. And I think that's part of the reason why there's been kind of a, backlashes of late against companies, independent or otherwise, because it doesn't look good, no matter who you are, where you stand on a lot of these issues that are brought up. And yeah, I'm being vague on purpose, because at some point we need to move on. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> it's just It just sounds... It sounds dumb. Um, I haven't I haven't read too much into it, uh, other than what you have told me and what we've talked about so far in the episode. So I don't have too much insight on it. However, uh, the basic premise of it of violating uh, someone's freedom of speech, honestly, that's inexcusable. It, it's you shouldn't it shouldn't be done. And and I and I definitely agree on that. Um, it's the idea that people can force tolerance and acceptance upon an entire population is ludicrous. So, and I think I think it's and I think another part of it this reminds me of my early years of live journal by the way is you're online and you feel want to feel powerful and useful for the first time without really using any sort of brain power or thinking and it's kind of a and I almost fell into that um, back in 2004 and it's kind of a dangerous dangerous path to go down because you turn into a fundamentalist of sorts with no open mind towards any other point of view, even if that point of view is just truly, truly horrible. Um, so before moving on from this giant mess, because indeed it, it is a giant mess and people are jumping on other people, revealing personal information to the public when it's not necessarily the right thing to do. Um, uh, the, the quote from Aristotle, it's the mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without accepting it. And I think uh, a lot of people need to examine that phrase. The, as flawed as Aristotle himself was, and realize that there's still insightful, valuable lessons that can be learned from that. Um, but um, hopefully, hopefully games and entertainment uh turns out for the best um, as, as, as long as the US federal government doesn't get the wrong idea like they apparently did with uh, what happened to uh, 
the interview from Sony Pictures, which, from what I understand, is not that great of a movie, but oh well. Um, I think there was a uh, there was a segment of with on Fox Business with John McAfee explaining how, in all honesty, Sony could have been broken into, and he was mentioning social engineering tactics. Um, LA Times has something that says uh, it may have been an inside job. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the reason why it could be an inside job is because there could have been a, disgrunt a disgruntled employee. And if you, in, especially in the United States, if you have a disgruntled employee, a lot of times, now this has happened with um, other groups in the past as well, uh, what will happen is they want to get back at the company somehow. And probably the safest way for them to do that is to do what, in this case, would be pulling that movie and forcing Sony to be like, okay, sorry, we're done. We, we give up to where they pull the uh, pull the picture. Now it's it's now available out for digital release. It's uh, you can get it on um, Google Play and uh, a lot of other websites now. But I don't think it'll be out in theaters. Mostly just because of the involvement of the government. Because the 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 what the article goes into talking talking about is how that the because the federal government insists that that the North Korean government is uh, responsible for this attack, which based on other articles and from everything I've heard and from other people, North Korea is not behind it. There's not much evidence to prove it. From what I've heard, I think it was supposed to be sourced from China, but that could have been an employee routing that request through something and uh, making it to where it looked like it came from China, which is very possible. Um, it, was, it was a big scandal, big fiasco, and I think the reason why the, uh, that uh, someone claimed it was North Korea that was involved which is how the uh, federal government got a hold of that information, I'm pretty sure. It's just to spike some uh, giant shit-throwing contest. And, and a security expert um, has referred to this as the biggest troll they have ever seen. Troll and and that it's noting that they didn't even mention the interview until major media outlets started mentioning it. Um, and even though people quoted in the article had basically indicated that FBI may very well have convincing evidence um, the federal government, um, judges included, can sit in 
even state government who don't have a full understanding of people who may wind up believing that somebody can whistle into a payphone and launch nuclear warheads from NORAD, thus diminishing any any credit that our U.S. military has. You know, come on, give them give give the U.S. military a little, little bit more credit than that. Lack of understanding. So um, there's speculation as to what this is being used as a catalyst for whether CISPA is going to make a comeback with this whole incident being used to justify it um, and that sort of thing. But all in all, it was some of you even argued it was a glorified publicity stunt by Sony to try to push sales of a shitty movie. So, <laughs> um, very, very it, sitting on the sidelines, it was kind of, kind of uh, interesting to watch because <laughs> uh, as soon as like North, I was like, wait, wait a minute. They're twenty. They're several decades behind the rest of the world on technology. Um, how in the hell are they capable of this? I don't think so. Um, even their Linux distribution is riddled with security holes. Um, look into that sometime. Um, <laughs> so um, that's. Uh, Um, could this be change of game of sorts for movie releases? Because digitally it did well. Granted, um, but did this show that digital releases can be just as successful as uh, theater releases? I personally think so. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, websites are going toward more digital content, since a lot of people have uh, smartphones and then tablets and two-in-ones or whatever. They can carry it around wherever they want. If they want to download a movie and watch it later, they can. So I I personally think for and maybe not for this movie, but for having digital releases of movies, it'll fare much more. Much better for a lot of companies. Um, comedian Louis C.K. even had a digital distribution of um, of his of one of his shows, and um, that was that had no copying restrictions whatsoever. And after he made so much money, he was like, ah, "I'm gonna this much right here. I'll keep. That's more than enough. And the rest will just donate to charity because that's way too much money." But. Um, I've noticed that that's it's kind of changing a lot of stuff. It's it's kind of a good news, bad news, um, uh, revolutionizing the way that we have entertainment because it's now showing hey, uh, money can be made doing this. Bad news, uh, politicians are going to try to use it as justification for uh, stupid ideas. Um, so, uh, but that's that's really nothing new. Uh, but um, on the entertainment track, um, 
uh, first of all, what do you, uh, CM Punk, um, UFC? Do you think he's going to survive, or is he gonna is he gonna basically get creamed? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not thinking he's gonna make it. Well, it it, it was. Um, it was very, very odd that he was able to jump to that so quickly, but there was um, a reason for that. Um, Colt Cabana's podcast, um, Art of Wrestling, he made an appearance on it to basic to basically explain his absence and everything else, and the reason why he wasn't uh, speaking publicly on things regarding his, you know tenure with World Wrestling Entertainment was because he was in a legal dispute with them. Um, they had said that he was uh, um, some say he quit, some say he, and he says he was basically fired on his wedding day, which was uh, technically you know, I after listening to everything um, and them not really commenting on it, which and them willing to settle, me, which uh, to me, that means they were likely in the wrong. Um, they had to change every performer's contract afterwards because uh, pro wrestling, yeah, it's choreographed and everything, but the injuries are very, very real. And um, Steve Kelly told explained to me that a lot of those um, people, you know, they do movies for a reason so they can get a Screen Actors Guild card and from there get insurance. Because they're all um, they're all independent contractors. Um, since they're an independent contractor, um, they don't have to be given uh, insurance and things like that. The problem is having things like a no compete clause for an independent contractor is actually illegal, <laughs> as it, it turned out. Um, he took them to court over royalties that he had not been paid as well as uh, a check that he forgot to deposit, which which was kind of strange and odd, but I guess those things happen. Um, and also, but it also came to light that he had been wrestling on a full-blown staph infection for three months. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the description of that was... Well, not too gory, but enough to give you an idea of of the uh, agony he actually was in, which was not good. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so now, 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 um, now, um, it's now they can't quite say uh, you're not allowed to compete with these other. Or you're not allowed to work for these other companies, blah 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 blah, for so long. Because as an independent contractor, that is illegal, apparently. But I think that kind of kind of changed things a little bit. Uh, aren't you glad you're not a pro wrestler? Oh yeah, I don't think I could do it. Ready? <laughs> uh, um, well, that's. But it was it was very interesting. Um, illegal. If I had a top ten list, um, CM Punk's dealings with the company would have been in 
would have been in the top five, probably top three, to be honest, because that that was just uh, that was a fiasco. And and the fact that the physician didn't examine that bump very carefully, because um, there, there's this thing called the ZPAC, and I'm not going to get into what type of antibiotic it is, uh, but ZPACs are commonly used to prevent, um, to mitigate infections and what have you. And wrestling, you have sweaty people touching each other and all, all that. So it, it and running into things and so that's that's that can be problematic but um yeah that's um but um z-packs on a staph infection are practically useless um so that that's they do nothing for it there's they've gotten to the point where they uh resist most antibiotics because um you research on you research long enough, you'll find out. Well, uh, we've overly relied on them too much. They were overprescribed, um, so that's why that's happened. So, but Bill um, could have saved the entire industry because of his actions by speaking out like that. Because if if that company disappears. Um, there's no telling if the smaller companies would be able to fill the gap or if there would just be this giant vortex where other companies go under and everything else. And that's that's the problem with the lack of competition. If, if that major company goes, um, you're kind of screwed for a while. But... Um, Um, what, but, um, what, what things stood out for you in 2014 that were, that you thought were awesome? Um, that I thought was awesome? Yeah, because it doesn't have to be all clusterfucks. It can be <laughs> stuff that was actually pretty damn cool. Stuff that um, was. Let me see here. I know I had the link open for it. Um, well. The fact that I got my PS4 was pretty good. Um, there were a couple of game releases that were actually decent. Um, there was uh, some of the remaster releases like GTA 5 and stuff like that. Uh, let me think. I know there's something else I enjoyed. I'll probably think of it later. I can't think of it right now. Like Android 5? Being... Oh, I'm still waiting on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got to wait until... Sony's supposed to push it out this month, but I haven't heard anything about it since I don't have the Galaxy or the uh, Google Play edition of the phone. I don't get the Android, new Android release until later. I, um, I, my Note 3 is AT&T, and that's not going to happen for a while, obviously, but, um, mine only got recently a minor update over vacation, um, but have, 
were you able to look at it through some device simulation or anything like that? Yeah, I, I messed around with a little device simulation. I think we actually did a little bit of it in the previous podcast. It was a while uh, developer ago. D- developer it was edition developer preview, yeah, but I haven't messed with the actual release yet. I only got to mess with the preview. Uh, um, I think positives for me was um, well, positive in general. Something is of all things, Windows 10 being you know coming, the preview of it coming out for people to evaluate and recognizing that mistakes were made, but also there's stuff. Um, coming to other platforms. I think the new CEO, Nadella, is actually making some good decisions and actually moving towards uh, more cloud-based stuff and trying to create relevancy again for the company in question. So um, uh, Linux is very popular on, on their cloud services. So they're actually contributing more to the Linux kernel, which is interesting. It's kind of a changing of the guard, so to speak. Um, But um, a lot of a lot of positives for me personally was towards the end of the year when I when I got when I got this baby right here. So but um there were there were good things in 2014. I can't think of them off the top of my head. There were, Ultimate Warrior was inducted into the Hall of Fame um, before he passed away. Um, there, there were all kinds of things. It's just with 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 the Ebola with the Ebola scare going. Around that year, it's kind of got cloud. A lot of good stuff got clouded out. Um, there were a lot of good uh, movie releases this last year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier came out at the beginning of the year, which was really good. Um, I watched something recently. How to Train Your Dragon 2 was an excellent movie release. I thought uh, the first one was really good, but the second one I thought they did such a better job with DreamWorks did. Um, let, me, let me think. There's some other movies that I liked. Uh, let's see here. Frozen was pretty good. Divergent was another good movie. I saw that. And then 22 Jump Street was hilarious. One that I haven't seen yet is uh, Interstellar, which I don't know if that's very good, but I've heard it's really, really good. Oh, uh, Michael Sam being the first openly gay NFL draft pick. That was that was pretty cool. Um, I, th- oh, I remember the ALS 
uh, ice bucket challenge, although there were there were um, health concerns regarding it and concerns about the charity in question and all that. But Guardians of the Galaxy, I think you mentioned that. Oh no, I didn't. But that one was an excellent movie. Yeah, the Common Sense Media has their perceived uh, top mo um, best and worst pop culture moments. So there were some interesting ones there. But um, I, I think obviously the Ferguson thing was one of the more terrible ones. This one mentions uh, But um, some some of them some of them there may be those who disagree with some that were considered the worst out there. Um, but but I also found some of these listed as very very interesting. Going back to mess ups for a moment, I think one mess up would include um, the so called shirt gate after. Uh, after kind of after a monumental feat landing a unmanned craft in a very difficult place, but um, but the positive is that they pulled off a scientific achievement. But yeah, uh, basically landing a probe on a comet, which was actually pretty cool. I think I think Curtis would appreciate that one. I'm pretty sure he mentioned something in one of the previous um, uh, uh, podcasts that we had about it. Before it had happened, he was he was looking forward to it. I think. Yeah. But um, but um, people people took offense people took offense to the guy's shirt that he wore, even though it was made turned out it was made by a, by a woman. And the guy had tattoos on him and everything, and it's just. But the positive of that is he actually landed a probe on a freaking comet, and that's going to lead to more discoveries. I'd like to cover more, more uh, space 
news and even like science fiction type stuff too because uh, down the road that would be awesome but um, we, we, we've had some achievements um, some, clearly some scientific achievements we've I think I think some some diseases we've made progress on too. I think we made product um, cancer progress last year too. But um, but I, I'm trying to remember. There was there was some major there was some major medical there was a medical kind of a medical breakthrough. 2014. I just cannot remember off the top of my head. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, but um, I think we might have mentioned it in a previous podcast. I just don't remember. I think may have. It was. Uh, Medical Daily has something that's very interesting that's showing that um, I think okay some sort of measles facts Vaccine made made certain forms of cancer un, undetectable, but um, um, you have things like a heart transplant from a cadaver, and I'm going to copy and paste. Hey, yeah, I hope you did not hear the advertisement on that. That was irritating. But um, these things are proving that the future is here. And I'm going to close this tab before it starts making noise again. That was irritating. But there's there is that link, and 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 I'm going to open up a text editor and paste all those links into there too, so that I don't lose them as soon as I close this out. So, let's see. Oh, dang it. Copy. Oh, and so we we clear, you know, there was some mess ups, but we had some we had some good good things going for us too. See, 
one of the th one of the things that I did cover was um, or on the website before I forget was a guy by the name who goes online by the name of Jason Fike. Um, he basically talked about um, he talked to me about uh, losing his fan page after it getting having it reported it into the ground. People were abusing the uh, reporting function on Facebook. Um, to kind of get rid of the um, page in question. He got it back. He got his old page back, by the way. Um, That's good. Yeah, he, I think he, and as you view that link in the, in the chat from the nextreport.com, um, what had what had happened was he was dealing with people who uh, it wasn't so-called social justice warriors, although some some people just got offended by um, by some of the images that the fan page would post. That's nothing new, and there uh, the Twitter feed for for um, WTF magazine does mention Gamergate a lot, um, but. Um, but that Fike Fike doesn't seem to be he 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 had asked me clarification on a couple of occasions when I mentioned terminology that he wasn't familiar with. So um, in his case, it was a especially aggravating version of a troll of trolls that he had to contend with. And um, what would happen is. Um, His one tactic is to get a page just wiped off of Facebook's map is all of a sudden you have many new likes and it's great and it's wonderful and all of a sudden um, all those likes report you. They report everything as offensive, wrong, or whatever and and report you into the ground with very little recourse. Um, he jumped through a bunch of hoops, and I guess he got his page back. But but that that was these these were people not with necessarily with an axe to grind. Well, somewhat of an axe to grind. He kind of he kind of fight got kind of mad at them, but um, but they they were doing it just because they could, which. Um, they started doing it for fun and profit. Hey, um, you know, pay us this money for these new likes and all that. So, and even when they that account gets reported for doing all kinds of nefarious stuff, um, they either create a new one or get their old account back within a matter of days. So, um, he... Fike actually reported a security. Fike's group reported a security concern where people on Facebook uh, could accidentally become, through a security vulnerability, become an admin on a fan page when you don't want them becoming an admin. So uh, that was pretty scary. So that's what he had to deal with all of 2014, which was insane. But 
Um, but that that was my last tidbit. Um, but um, so, but all in all, what did you think of last year? Overall, even though uh, what struck me the most was all these all the video games that came out that were just busted and not really worth the time when they were released. Uh, 2014 was an overall good year. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the brightest. But there were good parts and there were bad parts. And pretty much just sums up life. <laughs> it's, a good, um, it's a good example. <laughs> 2014 can be the example. <laughs> right. I saw it as kind of a year of growing pains. Um because the video game segment's kind of yeah, it's flooded, but it's also kind of a growing thing, and new perspectives are coming into play, and some are used to it, others are not. Individuals who actually have nothing to do with video gaming in itself, they're not actual gamers, inserting their opinions and stirring the pot, which not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, but there was also just this uh, general thing of um, the general thing of you know growing pains and kind of a transitionary period of sorts. Um, I um, th- this April I'll have been in Holden. At the end of this April, so you know, technically around around May, this spring, basically, I'll have been in Holden for an entire year, and I've I've gone from having access to cable internet to DSL, which is for what it is is it works. Um, I'm lucky to be within a few blocks of their central hub, so to speak, but but I've had I've had to go through some things myself that were that kind of delayed the podcast for for a while and everything else, and I'm just glad finally we're able to do this again. But um, but I think I so I noticed this with a lot of people. They're you know they're going through some trying. Stuff, some minor, some major, but they're going through something new. So, and I think 2015 is going to be an interesting year, no matter what happens. Um, hopefully, it won't be boring, and hopefully, everybody's going to look forward to uh, this this year as well. So, um, that's pretty much all I have. Um, how about you? I really don't have much to add. Um, there was another bad thing that I kind of didn't want to mention, but uh, uh, on one of the articles that we've been using, uh, I believe it was the Kotaku article. No, it was the Polygon. No, yes, it was the Kotaku article. Uh, it was uh, some of the people that had mentioned that uh, we lost this last year. One of which, uh, there were a couple of video game developers. Well, let me see. I'm going to pull it back up again. I don't have it open. 
and there was uh, Bob Hoskins who played Mario for in the Super Mario Brothers series. He passed away at 71 years old. Uh, the supposed father of video games, Ralph Bear, and also uh, Robin Williams. And uh, well, Robin Williams passed on August 11th. The only reason I remember that is because that was my birthday. <laughs> I had a great day up until that six o'clock when I found out that evening. I found out that Robin Williams died. Yes, it. It just, yeah, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people have moved, moved on from life, and, and it's, like I said, it's been a year of transitions and growing pains, and that, um, that was kind of a, kind of what I've noticed as well. It's just. Basically, it can only get better from here, especially if we learn some lessons from from last year. So, um, I think we'll close this podcast out and everything else. Um, um, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. We've got some really good stuff coming down the line. Uh, stay tuned for that, and we will see you next time. See you guys later.